bringing hope to many around the globe, transforming lives into legacy. Living Word with Pastor Mansa Otobi. And now, today's word. All right. For the last couple of weeks, I've been preaching on faith. I preach on faith to become, uh, and then I preach on faith to refuse. I, I just feel that I can't end with refuse. Uh, I mean, uh, th- we have to go beyond faith to refuse. So I'm going to do a two-part message on faith, and, and this is faith to receive. Faith to receive, because faith is not only about becoming, it's not also only about refusing, uh, but faith also enables us to receive and in this part one, we are going to focus uh, on a woman who is popular in the Bible, but usually not mentioned much, and that is Sarah. And uh, I'm going to focus my teaching on her. And my text is from Hebrews chapter 11, verse 11. Hebrews chapter 11 verse 11 and uh, Hebrews chapter 11 talks about faith it defines faith and then it talks about all the kinds of people who have faith and the different kinds of faith that people had but in verse 11 this comment is made about Sarah a woman who is ignored when it comes to faith it, we treat her as if she was a woman of unbelief because of Uh, has suggested to the husband about Hagar. But this is what Hebrews chapter 11 says about Sarah. It says, by faith, Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed. And she bore a child when she was past the age because she judged him faithful who had promised. I love that. Now many times when we talk about faith, we, we focus on Abraham. It's almost as if Sarah is a passenger on the journey. But Sarah was a major player in the story of Abraham uh, and, and God's promise to him. Sarah had been married to Abraham When God called Abraham, uh, God spoke to Abraham directly. Sarah did not hear God speaking to her, but her husband Abraham uh, came to her and said, whatever term they use at that time, whether it's honey or sweetheart or bone of my bone, God has spoken to me. And God says we should leave where we are from the air of the Chaldees and go to a land he's going to show us. And Sarah did not hear that. Only Abraham heard that. Abraham believed God. Sarah believed in Abraham. She didn't hear from God. She heard from her husband and believed that her husband was right. And she left with the husband to go and look for this land that God had promised them. Then another time, uh, Abraham comes and says, Guess what, Sarah? God has spoken to me again. He says, I'm going to be the father of many nations and I will be blessed. 
He didn't speak to Sarah, spoke to Abraham. Abraham says, if that is what you say God said to you, I believe it too. I believe what you say God has spoken to you about. Then another time, Abraham comes and says, Sarah, guess what? Uh, when we were living heir of the Chaldees, your name was Sarai. But uh, last night, God says, your name is now Sarah. She says, I didn't hear from God. But if you say, God said, I believe. So if you look at uh, the journey of Sarah and Abraham, Abraham is the one who hears from God, who believes the word of God, who has faith. And then he tells his, his wife, and the wife believes him because that's the husband. And he's a man of God, and I believe what he says. So all this time, Sarah is not hearing from God. This is very important. Now, one of the major things that God said to Abraham was that Abraham would have children. And that his children would be like the stars in the sky and the sand on the seashore. Naturally, being Abraham's wife, Sarah believed that she would be the woman that would produce the children of Abraham. And then she waited and waited and waited and waited. And nothing was coming out of this promise. So, after a long time, Sarah began to put one and two together. And she said to herself, by the way, Abraham was the one God spoke to, not me. Abraham was the one God says will become the father of many nations. So, if I cannot help Abraham to become the father of many nations, then I should find a way for Abraham to become the father of many nations. Because the promise is to him and not to me. So, Sarah, with good intentions, worked out an arrangement for Abraham to be the father of many nations. Abraham had the child. God says, good effort, but wrong. This is not what I want. Sarah is the one who is going to have the child. So now, Sarah is stuck. She hasn't heard from God. Her husband is the one who is heard from God. And, and now it looks like she's too old to fulfill the promise of God. So, that is where the verse we just read comes in. By faith, Sarah herself. Say with me, Sarah herself. Now, if, if you, if you wanted just to, to make the statement, you can say, by faith, Sarah. By faith, Sarah believed God. But the passage adds a qualifier to Sarah. It says Sarah herself. So it is making a very important statement about Sarah here. It's a unique statement about Sarah. Sarah herself. She used to have faith. But her faith was in what Abraham said God had spoken to him about. But now Sarah herself somebody say me myself because there comes a time when you by yourself must have faith not through somebody not for somebody but you yourself so what does the sarah 
herself mean? It means first, that she did not depend on Abraham's faith. She came to a point where she had to have her own faith in God. She has spent much of her life tagging along her husband's faith. Many of us tag along the faith of somebody else. People tag along the faith of their pastor. They believe in the faith of their pastor. They believe in the faith of a prophet. They believe in the faith of a woman of God. They believe in the faith of a man of God. There's somebody whose faith they believe in. They believe if this person prays, God will hear. If that person says it is so, it is so. That's what Sarah had been doing for so long without any result. So now she herself had to have faith. And she did not depend on Abraham's faith. It also means that she believed God's promises to her. Not just God's promises to Abraham, but to her, Sarah. All along, it's Abraham who hears from God and comes to tell Sarah. But now Sarah believes that the promises are not only to Abraham, but to her as well. You have to understand the Bible is not written for your pastor. The Bible is written for you as well. The word of God is not for a man of God. The word of God is for the children of God. And every child of God has a right to believe the same word of God that the pastors preach from. She believed God's promises were for her as well and not for her husband alone. And thirdly, she acted on God's word by herself. She had to do the things necessary for the word of God to manifest in her. So how did Sarah herself have faith? How did she have it? Where did she get the faith from? The Bible says that faith comes by hearing the word of God. Abraham's faith came because he heard from God. God spoke to him to leave his nation God spoke to him that he would be the father of many nations. Abraham believed what God had said and that's how he got faith. Faith doesn't come by squeezing your face. Some people believe if you can be stubborn enough, that's faith. There's a big difference between faith and stubbornness. Uh, Some people say, if you are brave, he's a very brave man, he has a lot of faith. No, there's a big difference between bravery and faith. Faith is not bravery. Faith is not stubbornness. Faith is simply believing what God has said is true and relying on it. So, without the word of God, there is no biblical faith. Without the word of God, there is no biblical faith. For faith to be active in the life of a child of God, the word of God has to be heard. Now remember, Abraham is the one who keeps hearing God and so has faith. Sarah has not heard from God, so she doesn't have the raw material to develop faith. Until something happens in Genesis chapter 18, verse 19 to 15. Three personalities visit Sarah and Abraham. They are on their way to Sodom and Gomorrah to bring judgment to the two cities. But they stop over in Abraham and Sarah's house because they are welcome into the house. 
And God speaks through these three personalities. And I want you to listen to what went on. Because this is where Sarah herself had faith from. Genesis 18, 9 to 15. Then they said to him, that's the three personalities. Where is Sarah your wife? And he said, here in the tent. I can almost imagine he pointed, here in the tent. But he didn't call her to say, Sarah, come and hear. He just said, here in the tent. And he said, I will certainly return to you according to the time of life. And behold, Sarah, your wife, shall have a son. What was Sarah doing? Sarah was listening in the tent door which was behind him. For the first time, Sarah has opportunity to hear what Abraham hears. Every time, it's only Abraham who hears. But this time, she brings her ear close to find out what these men are talking to her husband about. And she says, next year about this time, Sarah shall have... A son. Verse 11. Now Abraham and Sarah were old. Don't we know it? Well advanced in age. And Sarah had passed the age of childbearing. But she heard it. She's passed the age of childbearing. But she heard it. Therefore Sarah laughed within herself saying. After I have grown old. Shall I have pleasure? Not shall I have children. Shall I have pleasure? My Lord being old also and the Lord said to Abraham why did Sarah laugh saying shall I bear a child since I am old is anything too hard for the Lord at the appointed time I will return to you according to the time of life and Sarah shall have a son but Sarah denied it saying I did not laugh For she was afraid. And he said, no, but you did laugh. So for the first time, Sarah heard the promises of God. You may not think it's important, but for Sarah, this is the first time she's heard how Abraham gets his messages. Because Abraham would normally come and say, God spoke to me. God said, uh, I'll be the father of many nations. God says, our children will be like the, the, the stars in the sky. God said, whoever curses me, uh, he will curse. God says, whoever blesses me, he will bless. God says, he will make my name great. Sarah never had any of these things. So if she had not been in the tent listening, it would have been Abraham who would have gone to her to say, Sarah, by the way, the Lord said, through the three visitors who came, uh, the Lord said, that you are going to have a child. But for the first time, Abraham does not have to report the word of the Lord to Sarah. Sarah herself had the word of God. There are two responses of Sarah. The first one, the first response is bemusement and wonder. The promise of God was just too good to be true. It was so shocking and mind-blowing that she burst out laughing. Her laughter was not a laughter of unbelief. It was a laughter of shock. 
It is a kind of laughter that comes from positive disbelief. What is positive disbelief? Positive disbelief is somebody tells you something that is so good and you say, you are lying. Now, when you say you are lying, you don't mean to say really the person is lying. You are literally saying, this thing is so good. Please, I beg, it's not a lie. I hope you are not lying to me. But it's so good. I believe it is so well. Please, I hope it's not a lie. That's what is going on with Sarah. She's not laughing because she thinks it cannot happen. She says, wow. After all these years... Will I embrace a miracle? After all these years. So that's her first response. Then the Lord said to Abraham, why did Sarah laugh? Have you noticed that in all this conversation, the Lord is not speaking to Abraham, uh, not speaking to Sarah. The Lord is speaking to Abraham, but Sarah is listening. So she hears what God is saying, although it is not specifically spoken to her. So sometimes you can hear the word of God spoken to somebody and you can get crashed into it. You can receive it for yourself. So the second response is seriousness and faith. The fact that her silent laughter and her inner thoughts were revealed to her made her realize this is not a joke. This promise is not a joke. I'm not being teased. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not being giving something that doesn't work. And she latched onto it. So the Bible says, by faith, Sarah herself also received strength to conceive seed. And she bore a child when she was past the age because she judged him faithful who had promise. So, Sarah moves from being baffled by God to believing God. Now I'm going to show you how Sarah's faith worked. And I'm going to show you three things the passage talks about. So let's see how Sarah's faith worked. The first thing, the Bible says, By faith, Sarah herself also received strength. Received strength. Her body was renewed. This is what the faith did for her. Please note what the Bible says and what the Bible doesn't say. The Bible didn't say, by faith, Sarah received a child. That's not what the passage says. Sometimes that's what our mind tells us the passage is saying. But the passage is saying a totally different thing. What she received by faith is not a child. What she received by faith is strength. And this is very important. Sarah received strength. The word that is translated strength in that passage in the Greek language is dunamis. Dunamis. Dunamis is the ability to do something. So her faith didn't give her the child. The faith gave her the ability. Because many times when we exercise faith, 
We think faith will give us the end of what we are believing for. But faith gives us the ability. By faith, Sarah herself received strength. What does that mean? It means that at a certain point in her life, and the passage describes it, her body is not in a good shape. She is past conception, past delivery. God is not going to use that body to produce a child because he would have to violate his own natural laws. So Sarah's faith, the first thing it does is to touch the body of Sarah and reinvigorate her body so that her body which did not have the capacity to conceive now is renewed to have the capacity to conceive because faith starts a process so the first thing Sarah received strength the second thing she conceived she conceived she could now form and grow seed The challenge all along for Sarah was her body could not conceive. But now by faith, her body conceived. And then the third thing you notice, she bore a child. I like that. She could deliver what she had conceived. She bore a child. She did not receive a child. Faith did not give her the child. Faith conditioned her body to be able to conceive and produce a child. And I'm going to make a very important statement about faith. Because this tells us something very, very, very fundamental to understand about how faith works. Because many times we think that when I have faith, I will get what I ask for. But Sarah did not get what she asked for through her faith. She got the ability to produce what she was asking for. Faith gives us the ability. So this is the statement. Faith does not move mountains. Faith gives us the ability to move mountains. You say, what am I, are you talking about? Because, you know, I, we've all heard it. Faith moves mountains. Faith moves mountains. Faith moves mountains. But faith doesn't move mountains. Faith gives us the ability to move mountains. So, when I have faith, the mountain will still be there. But God will give me the ability to move the mountain. He said, Pastor, what is the scriptural basis for that? I'm not going to make such a statement without giving you the scriptural basis. Matthew chapter 17, verse 19 and 20. Then the disciples came to Jesus privately and said, Why could we not cast it out? This is when Jesus was on the Mount of Transfiguration. Uh, an epileptic boy is brought to his disciples and didn't work. They couldn't do much about it. Jesus comes and casts out the devil. And this is what Jesus says. So they ask, sir, why couldn't we do it? Verse 20. So Jesus said to them, because of your unbelief. Hmm. For assuredly I say unto you, if you have faith as a mustard seed, you will say to this mountain, 
move from here to there and it will move and it will move and nothing will be impossible to you. So, two questions I want to ask you. What is moving the mountain? Is it the faith? Or is it what you say? The passage doesn't say it's the faith that moves the mountain. It says, if you have faith, you will say. So, it is Faith gives you the ability to do something. Faith gives you power in your words so that when faith is in your heart, what you say out of your mouth is what is going to move the mountain. Sarah did not receive a child by faith. She received the strength to conceive. And it is by the process of conception that the child was born. Faith gives you the ability to do it gives you dunamis it gives you power dunamis is where we get the english word dynamite so when i have faith i have ability so for example i need money who doesn't and i have faith that god will give me money and I say, Father, I believe your promises to me. I, to, that you will bless me. You supply all my need. And I quote all the scripture. So what's going to happen next? Is money going to ra- rain down on me? No. Because the scripture tells us that he gives us the power to get wealth. So faith will not give you the money. But faith will give you the power, the ability, the dunamis to get wealth. You are believing God for the child. Faith will not give you the child, but faith will give your body the condition to produce a child. That is what faith did for Sarah. By faith, Sarah herself received strength to conceive. And she bore a child when it was past the age because she counted him faithful who had promised. Your counting God faithful gives you the ability to get the things that you are desiring for. So faith gives us the ability to do something. And that is the faith to receive. We believe it, we say it. We believe it, he empowers us. We believe it, he gives us the ability. We believe it, he gives us the strength. And there are many of us here who are believing God for something. Maybe you are believing God for a house. You say, oh God, I believe you, please give me a house. You think you'll be just walking in the streets one day and at a house will just come from heaven. Boom. I am the answer to your prayer. That's not what's going to happen. You say, God, I need a house and I believe you. And you quote all the scriptures and you say, I believe. What, what will God do for you? What will your faith do for you? The faith will not give you a house. The faith will give you the power to build a house. It will give you the power to build a house. The ability, the wherewithal, whatever is required for you to be able to build a house, faith will draw it to you and you will build a house. What I like about that passage about Sarah, it says Sarah bore the child. It was a product from her. But it came because faith renewed her 
body and gave her the ability to. There are many things God wants to do in your life. And what faith is going to do is it's going to give you the ability. Something that you, you, you are past. Everybody says, oh, his time is over. Faith will, will renew you. Faith will give you the ability. Faith will give you what it takes. Faith will cause your body that is dead to be alive. Faith will cause your hope that is dead to be re- revived. Faith gives us the ability to do what God wants us to do. And when we understand faith that way, we will do massive exploits. Massive exploits. And when you read through the Bible, and next week I'm going to continue. When you read through the Bible, you see that process going on. Of people who acted in faith and how the faith worked on them to do the things that God wants them to do. Faith will not move the mountain. Faith will give you the ability to move mountains. By faith, you will say to the mountain, be moved and it will move. That means that when I have faith and I don't use the ability faith gives me, then I will not get the results I am looking for. That will be for next week as we see how this principle works in faith to receive. Before we close today, the greatest thing we can use our faith to receive is to receive Jesus Christ to come and live into in our hearts. When Christ comes to live in our hearts, he gives us the ability to become the sons of God. Faith brings him into us and he gives us the power to become the sons of God. The same principle. So if you are here and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior... Or you're watching me and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. I'll just say this. God sent his son Jesus. He came to die for you. Died for your sins. Rose again from the dead. So that salvation will be yours. And if you believe in him. He gives you power. To become the son of God. As many as believed in him. To them he gave the power. To become the sons of God. Wherever you are. Whether in this hall. Or out there listening to me. Today is your day of salvation. And if you want Jesus to come into your heart. You are going to activate your faith. By the words you speak. You shall say. And Christ will give you the power. To become child of God. If you want to receive Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior if you are in this hall, at home wherever you are, just lift up your right hand, just as an indication that I'm ready. You want to give your life to Jesus Christ, wherever you are, just lift up your right hand. If you are in this hall, lift up your right hand. If you are in any of the overflow areas, lift up your right hand. If you are listening to me on television, you can lift up your right hand. If you are driving in a car, please don't lift up your right hand. But wherever you are, just lift up your right hand as a sign that you're ready to make this decision. And say with me and everybody join us in this prayer. Say, Heavenly Father, I come to you just as I am. I am a sinner. I cannot save myself. But I thank you that Jesus died 
to save me from my sin. And he's alive as my redeemer and my Lord. And today, by faith in Christ Jesus, I receive the power to become a son of God, to become a child of God. I receive Jesus into my heart and I declare that I'm born again. I'm a child of God and I'll follow Jesus all the days of my life. No turning back, no turning back. I thank you, Father, for accepting me in Jesus' name. Amen. If you did pray that prayer, you lifted up your hands and prayed that prayer, faith has given you the power to become a son or a daughter of God. And you can boldly say, I am now a born-again Christian. I am born of God. I'm a child of God. All things have passed away, and behold, all things have become new. May the Lord cause your faith to activate power in your life, ability in your life, dunamis in your life, and cause you to do things by yourself through faith in the word of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to Living Word. To interact with Pastor Mensah Otebi, like his page on Facebook. Follow him on Twitter at Mensah Otebi. Email otebi at centralgospel.com or call plus 233-302-688-000.